welcome to another episode of Younger by the Minute. I'm one of your hosts, Jamie Spicer, and I'm with my co-host or my beautiful host. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Spicer. Welcome to 2024. Correct. And we're today we're going to talk about staying on track for your goals in 2024 and how not to be part of the 85% club that ruins it within the first three month, three weeks or month of the new year. And yes, that's what we're geared up to do. And Jamie and I are pretty driven people. I'll be honest. When we first started dating, I didn't have a system at all. And so he really helped guide me there. And I think it's just compounded from there. But even he and I have issues. It's human nature to start to lose momentum. And we really doubled down this past year on really learning how to overcome that and how to get out of your own head. And I think it's people start something not because they don't want to succeed or stop or fail. They start something and then they're missing a really key piece to keep themselves going. Correct. And I think the biggest thing with that is, is a lot of people start with motivation. And motivation is not the reason why you want to get going because, of course, we can be motivated to do the wrong things, eat the wrong things versus doing the right thing. So I think the biggest thing that comes back to and what we've learned over the last year and what we've done and invested in ourselves is learning about discipline and being disciplined, not just in your fitness, but I mean, in all areas of your life. You really have to be disciplined in everything. And when you do that, I think it all starts to pull together because you start creating habits. Yeah, you said it perfectly. Like we all are motivated to do something. You're either motivated or you're unmotivated. And I guess what I mean is you have a choice. You have a choice to do something or not to do something. And I think as we grow up, like we don't want rules and we don't want structure, but we were listening to Jocko this morning and he said it perfectly. The more disciplined you are, the more freedom you have. And we've spent a lot of time doing Tony Robbins and you coach people on how to be disciplined when it comes to nutrition and fitness. And like I said, I think we had that down. But now we've used those tools to then have it transpire into our entire life, which has then helped us with our business and everything else. So having a structure and a plan is key. You were saying a lot of people, again, talk about discipline frees up areas in the other part of your life. Because one of the things when we talk about like with nutrition, people will say, I don't have time. If you think about the amount of time that you spend trying to hunt down food because you didn't prepare the food. You, if you would have had that food, you're freeing up time to do the things that you need to do. You could be more productive at work. You could be more productive at home because you've already got that task accomplished by pre-making your food in advance and it's already there and you know what you're going to eat. So then you're not going to go too long without food and end up eating something you're not supposed to because your hunger has gotten to a point where you just end up binging on anything because you can't take the hunger anymore. Yeah. Every choice has a consequence. So we equate consequence to a negative thing, but it's not. You can have a choice to be prepared. And then you have the consequence of being in the physical shape that you want to be or getting having the energy and the vitality to be able to go to work and also play with your kids or whatever it is, whatever your why is. And I think that's what you have to start with is like what you always say, figure out your why and then figure out where it is that you are, where it is that you want to be and look at the different areas of your life, whatever you value, whether that's your health, your relationships, your career. And we all have a few little buckets we want to fill. And then you've got to look at, okay, how am I going to get there? And then those daily rituals that you do are going to help you fill the gap. Correct. Now, as we always say, choose your pain. Yes. Pick the pain that's going to move the needle in the right direction or pick the pain that's going to keep you stuck in the position you're in or move the needle backwards. But either way, there's going to be, like you said, consequences on either side of that. So mm-hmm. it's pick your pain on that point. 
And so what we have really found to be helpful, we have our own structure and we'll share it with you. And I encourage everybody to do it how it's going to best relate to them. So it has to resonate. It has to be something that you can do and it has to be attainable. I think sometimes overachievers like myself and you, we have a lofty goal and it's, there was a gray area in the middle of, okay, I want to achieve this, but there was no execution plan, or maybe it was a little too big. And then you just need to go one step at a time. And then as you gain momentum, because you're achieving these small little goals, it compounds. And then you start to get even more momentum and things grow from there. And before we dive into that, I want to really touch on that. What we're going to talk about and the things that we do, one, might not resonate with you. Two, might seem a little lofty or something you can't do. But I really strongly encourage you to find little things that you can start doing on a daily basis in the a.m. and in the p.m. and for some even in the afternoon to break up the day to get you away from the chaos that you're in. And by doing those little bitty things, what you're doing is you're creating discipline. That discipline are wins and those wins stack up. And once those wins stack up, you start to feel accomplished. And then after a period of time, you can start to adjust or add little bit more to what you're doing on your daily routines. The other thing I want to point out too is remember the reason why people start out strong at the beginning, they're strong for 30 days or strong for 60 days. Maybe they start to lose momentum. But after that, at about the 90 day mark, they're starting to lose that steam. And the reason being is that we're all excited when we start on a new project, when we have something new, we buy a new car, buy whatever the case is. But over time, that momentum wears off because Again, the motivation is what you started off with. The discipline is what keeps you going. The why did you start this? The why are you going to keep going? The why do you need to continue to do this will continue to progress in the right direction. So again, when we go into these, leave yourself with an open mind. Whatever we say, if it seems a little bit, don't shut down. Yeah. Listen and think of things that you can implement to, uh, to replace what we're talking about and just create that structure. And I think you hit it like, and I didn't want to deter anyone from having a big lofty dream because I will tell you that if something was put in your heart by God, that means you are meant to achieve it. It's just having the big lofty dream without a clear execution plan or a constant reassessment, a self-check to see where you are, and then a a pathway on how to get there and who you're going to find and what you're going to do. And I think that's another reason why people start to fall short. I know that's why I did. It's because when I'm not measuring where I'm at, I start to lose sight of the target. And so I think it's that constant check-in with myself. And I have realized that needs to happen every single day. And actually, in fact, multiple times a day to make sure I'm staying in the right state of mind. I'm not letting the little things get to me. I'm not letting myself get distracted or consume things, whether that be on my phone or what I eat or what I drink, because I'm mindlessly doing it. It's intention. It's constantly getting back on path. And, you know, where focus goes, energy flows. And so it's what you're focusing on is the dream and how you're going to get there. You will get there. And I think the big thing too, is you're not overriding yourself with the, I can't, I don't have time. I'm too tired. I don't look the best. I should. That's the override. That's the lie that you tell yourself instead of the truth. The truth is you can't. And the why is going to, it's going to get you to that point and keep you going on it. 100%. It's the values and the beliefs. If you believe that you can't, you won't. It's not what other people believe. It's what you believe. Case in point, like it's 
525 on a Saturday, we've worked out. I could have gotten in my head of I needed to look perfect. That's my own inner self-sabotager because that's that little person inside that is fear-based. So it's really getting clear of what are your roadblocks? How are you standing in your own way? It's not just getting prepared with the food. It's getting mentally prepared and mentally primed and out of your own way and getting rid of those inner beliefs that are limiting and going to put you backwards because somewhere deep down, you might not feel like you're worth it. And to be honest, honestly, I think it's the discipline that you've made yourself go over the last six months. Mm -hmm. The discipline of what you do in your daily routine has created the discipline right now to not allow yourself to override the fact that maybe you didn't want to do it or whatever excuse you wanted to come up with to talk yourself into not doing this tonight. Yeah, it, It's the discipline like we talked about. It's the little things that we started with that have built the discipline not to let yourself get overridden by this limiting beliefs or fears or whatever you want to attach to that to keep you from doing. And if you, we really want to be transparent of you go back just at the beginning of the year, the main thing we were, we were doing was just an infrared sauna. And now you look at everything that we do in a morning routine We've stacked so much more in our AM routine in the same amount of time that we're just doing the infrared sauna. So like we're telling everybody, you can start something small, but continue to stack on top of that. And you will find yourself doing a lot more in the same amount of time because you created that discipline. Yeah. And it does. It translates into every single part of who you are, every fiber of your being. There is a lot of wasted time. There's a lot of time that you can use. For example, when I'm doing cardio, that's when I'm sending my text messages to my team or to the people that I care about, or I'm catching up on emails, whatever it is, you can find ways to make anything happen. And we have the capability to do a lot more than I think we realize. Now, granted, we don't have children and I can relate to, I can't relate to the, that, but I also do see a lot of really incredible parents able to do it. Correct. Even this morning, ran behind just a little bit, but I still forced myself to do my walk, to do my sauna, do the cold plunge. And I was caught catching myself and I still have running like just right on time for my client this morning. But I still made myself, I didn't give myself the excuse to write you a short little note that took me less than a minute to do, but probably had a big impact on you for the rest of the day. It did. And again, what I'm saying with this, it's all the discipline that we've stacked along the year that created us to not make excuses when we feel like we don't have time. And I think the biggest thing that we've been able to do is to help each other. You know, the inner dialogue that we have with ourselves is one thing. And that's a discipline of, listen, if you guys could hear what goes on in my head every day, you probably think I'm bananas. It's a constant like back and forth of talking to myself into things and, you know, out of bad behaviors and whatever. But then it's also like, I have a partner who truly does believe that I can do it. And we have a very loving, non, you know, direct dialogue when one of us is needing that support. And it has to be in a way that's not judgmental and rude, but it does help. It does help a lot. So why don't we talk about what other rituals that we start with? Before we even get into that, I just wanted to talk a little bit about like why having these rituals are important. And one, it's to create structure and routine. Correct. And discipline. Yeah. It's for promoting consistency. And like we've said, as you start and you start taking those small steps and you get those little wins, it really starts to compound. It's right. like saving money the right way. You're really going to start to make headway. And then you're going to be like, holy shit, I was able to do a lot more than I thought. And that's the other thing. Like when you're looking at a big goal, 
it can be overwhelming. Just start the little things. And then you're like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. It supports growth. You're either growing or you're dying. Everything is, whether that's your needs, your kids' needs, your relationships' needs, your business needs, whatever that is, it supports growth. And that's where you want to go. Mindfulness and reflection strengthens relationships, just like us, like what you were talking about with the notes. We work together. We're together all the time. And there have been periods of time where where we have not done the little things. And luckily, we've always made it through. But those little things can't die. You have to keep courting each other. You have to keep doing the little things. And as I've said before, small hinges swing big doors. It's all the little things that add up. And and at the end of the day, we like to sit down and reflect. And a lot of us, including us at, at one point, would sit there and reflect on the losses or the negativity of the day. But if you sit there and look and you start stacking the wind and that you have or the accomplishments that you achieve throughout the day, even the smallest little things like writing a note and doing that, I promise you they will far override the, what you would consider the losses for the day. And when you look at your win-loss category and that win category is way more and you start f- focusing on that than the loss, I promise you your mood will pretty much change overnight if not within a few short days. Yeah. To your point on your journaling, we do gratitude first. That's a discipline. If you can't find something like, say, if you're not in a relationship and that's really getting on you or say that you're dealing with a health issue and that you you physically can't work out, whatever, find the things that you're grateful for. You're alive. You have a heart. There are still things to have gratitude for. And once you find gratitude, then it continues to expand and then more things happen. And I'm piggybacking off Steve Harvey, like he said, I don't even know you, but I guarantee you, I could come up with at least 10 to 20 things that you should be grateful for. Correct. And so that's the first thing in our routine, but it's gratitude. It's journaling. We both have a journal that we that we use AM and PM. Yeah. The second is a daily planner. Right. And I, to touch real quick on that, I almost honestly feel the PM is almost more important than the AM for me specifically, because again, it forces me to sit down and look at my days, the wins throughout the day, then the losses. And it lets me get my emotions out on paper. So then I'm not harboring those emotions before I go to sleep. So I end up sleeping better with less resentment, less anger, whatever the emotion might be. And I go to bed with more gratitude because of the fact I can look back on my day and realize precision made it another day and had another record day. I was able to help multiple clients today based on what it was. I got to do something I love today. Our employees got another data to go to a place where they love to work at and do services on people that change people's lives. Just that simple stuff I can go to bed much easier on than if I sat there and thought about the guy who cut me off, the bill that was unexpected, such and such. So that stuff, for me, I almost, for the get-go, the PM was more beneficial to me than the AM. And for me, I need both to what your point is on the PM. It helps me with self-reflection. It helps me with gratitude. What did you tell me? Like the way of the samurai, you just leave that whole day in that day and take what you want to the next day, but don't take the negative stuff to the next day. Leave it there, reflect on it, figure out how you can make it better. But for me also in the morning, it really helps me to start setting up my brain. So I'm training my brain to then see the good, to do the good and what's beneficial. But start with whatever feels best to you and maybe start with once a day or go for it and do twice a day. It does work. And what's funny is both of us had tried to journal for years. Last year, we did a wellness retreat in January, this time in January. And 
I don't know, journaling came up and now it has stuck and it's been truly life-changing. And I was never a journaler and you actually journaled before me and tried to get me to. And I was like, Yeah, no, but I didn't stick with it's, it. It's not my thing. We just <laughs> set up this, we just moved and so we're rehabbing our house and we just set up this bookshelf and we were going through our books. And how many start like half-started journals did we have? Six that I can think of off the top of my head. <laughs> I don't know why we're still holding on to them. Maybe we'll go back and read them, but it's funny. The second thing that is really important for me and for Jamie is a daily planner. And this is more focused on like how I'm going to structure the day. I actually really like Tony Robbins life planner because it, how it structures my month, my week, my day. And it's really helpful for me because it makes me use something called RPM. Rapid planning method. Yes. For those. And so it helps me get really clear. And I think that's the biggest thing. A lack of clarity means a lack of execution. So if I have a project that I'm working on or a goal that I want to attain, say I need to plan a party, whatever. And then I can literally itemize what items I need to do to make it happen and who I can delegate it to, who I can leverage it with, all of that stuff. So that's really been beneficial for me. Yeah. Because words without action leaves you without success. Mm -hmm. So you, you need to not just speak it. You need to not just write it down. That's the start. Mm -hmm. Creating the action plan and the steps to get to where you're going to be at is where you're going to end up leading to success. Yeah. And I think this is going to be the biggest needle mover in our business because we have an incredible team and a team that really does want to help us lead and help us make changes. And I, I can't say enough about them. But I feel like a big issue that we've had in the past was a lack of clarity of what we needed them from them and how they could execute. And people want to make other people happy. That is just how people are. We all are beings of love and wanting to help other people. And if you don't know what you want from someone, just like in a relationship, if it isn't clear of what is expected, then either the person that's not getting what they need is feeling like you don't care or the other person is feeling a little like inadequate. Right. Yep. The next thing is priming and meditation. And this is big. Right. Change, the quickest way to change your state is to move the body. Breath and movement. Yep. yep. And if you guys don't know what priming is, you can go on and YouTube and look up Tony Robbins. He does it. But there's a million ways that you can prime. Um, breath work is huge. I know box breathing is really big in the military, but really it does something mentally and physiologically. It helps to re-stimulate and recalibrate your vagus nerve, which is the biggest nerve in your body. And it's really important for a lot of things like your gut, your mood, everything. But it really does do something mentally and physically, and it really works. Yeah, I just did it the other day. I was writing meal plans and started to nod off. My head was bouncing. My chin was bouncing off my chest, and I did priming for one minute and wide awake and got myself to knock out three more meal plans. Yeah, and it's probably because as we get stressed or tired, we don't expand our diaphragm or we're not taking in enough oxygen. And so we literally need to oxygenate the body and that's going to help with energy. It's going to help with vitality. It's going to help with brain function, all of that stuff. Yeah, you want a fun little game. I, I Pay attention to how many times you actually stop breathing or start shallow breathing mm -hmm. versus full breathing. Right. Especially when you're doing things like writing things down or even when you start talking. Or when you're stressed. Or especially when you're stressed. But <laughs> like even when you're writing things down, you'll find yourself either A, holding your breath mm -hmm. or you're shallow breathing. And then that also, and why I love meditation, and I had to do it guided for so long, but, and sometimes I still do depending on where my, I am in my life, but meditation allows for opening creativity. There is a, something to the masculine and feminine energy, and we all have both. We all encompass both equally. It presents differently in women and men, obviously, but 
our society nowadays is so much more on the masculine, which it's great. It's in the doing, it's in the fixing, it's in the getting things done. But it's where when you're in the feminine, where you get to be creative and get to expand your mind and get to do other things. And you have to get out of the rat race. And that's where breathing and meditation can help. Yeah. And just like within business, are you only working in the business or are you working on the business with equal amount of time? Because if you're not, trust me, you will all of a sudden find that that rise in your income or whatever the, your income on that side, and all of a sudden becomes stale and you take a look back and you find that you've just been working in the company, not on the company. Yeah. Or in your relationship with friends, with spouses and everything, trust me, it will show its signs. That's true. The next things that we do are set up with in regards to how we move the body in the morning. We have We usually do things twice a day. So we have cardio and we usually do that. We both do it differently. Jamie's been wrecking. I to do the stairs. But we do it for about 20 minutes. And then we also do the sauna, which our sauna is infrared for another 20. And then we do our cold plunge, which is brand new. And gosh, I have a love-hate relationship with it, but I honestly am addicted to it. No, it it is a totally a love-hate relationship. You, It's like what Tony Robbins said. You can't think about it. You just got to do, which then teaches you to start reacting in situations instead of thinking and hesitating. You just make the move forward, especially in difficult times. Yeah, like making your body just go without having that inner dialogue with yourself of hesitation does help you with just Mm -hmm. acting. You just, you got to do it, you do it, you don't think about it. And it it helps the body control the mind, the mind control the body. And it's also really important also physiologically, because when you do all of those things, all three of them, you actually help detoxify the body. We're going to do another podcast here in a couple more episodes about detoxification, but that also helps you with how you feel and what you do and how much you can put out in a day and all of that stuff. It's funny. I think we forget, but everything is connected. Yeah, 100%. And before we, like I said, we'll talk about it, the detox side, but just remember, just like when you're extremely stressed and you're at your limit, then any stress is feels like a lot of stress because you're overreacting to anything that comes up. So just like the same thing, when the body is a state of stress, when it's hasn't, when you haven't treated it correctly, it is completely stressed out. So everything impacts it. And then everything out, hormones are impacted, cognitive functions impacted, sleep, mood, it's all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also work out midday. We both like midday because instead of taking a lunch break where you get a little, I don't know, I would say lose a little steam. For me, the workout midday versus taking a lunch break helps me have enough energy to get through the second half of my day. It helps me to clear my mind. It helps me to leave whatever happened in the morning. It helps me reset for the afternoon. And it just, it really does change it. it I drive Jamie crazy sometimes when we're working out because my mind just goes. And it's probably because I'm breathing and I'm getting more oxygenation, but I get so many ideas when I work out. Yeah. And again, a big question I always get asked is when's the best time to work out? And I've said it before, but it's when you can solely focus on that hour, even it's 45 minutes, an hour and a half, but you can dedicate that time, put your phone down, don't pay attention to it. But if you, even if you're listening through to your phone, your headphones with your phone, then put on Spotify or do something with your headphones and then go put your phone down somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Don't keep it in your pocket. Don't keep it new, somewhere close. You can pick it up because you see a text message or a phone call come through or something like that. You can even put your phone on silent. Mm-hmm. At that point, do not disturb for that 90 minutes. 
so you can solely focus on that workout. Yeah. And it really is important. It's important for your body, obviously, because of all the benefits that working out does, but it also really helps you reconnect with yourself. And that's really important because if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, you're not going to be able to have a good relationship with anything or anyone else. Right. The next one is connection. And this goes with setting aside time and being prepared to connect, whether it's a, a meeting with our team, with ourself, with each other, or even with the people that we care about, just sending a little message, being connected. I think Ed Millette is like who actually planted this seed. You, you think, oh, I don't have time to call this person or whatever. You might not have time to call, but you could while you're driving, or you could send a text message and even say while you're driving, you can use Siri and do yeah. talk to text or leave a voice mess, like a voice note. There's so many ways to connect now. And it really only takes a second. And when you send someone a message of positivity and just letting them know that you care, it makes you feel better. And it also just helps with connection. And, and we're meant to be on this planet to connect. And I think really importantly, morning, afternoon, and evening is a good time to do a self-check-in with yourself. Mm-hmm. What needs are you needing to be met? at that, you know, what throughout the day, and I promise you, they will change throughout the day. You wake up and maybe you do feel fulfilled, but by the afternoon, because it was a stressful morning or whatever what went on, maybe there's some other needs. Maybe you have some uncertainty going on. Maybe, I don't know, you just, you need some uncertainty. You have some uncertainty going on. So you need some certainty, or maybe you need some type of connection because you've been behind the computer screen all day long and you haven't talked to a human being all day. So you need some type of connection by talking to someone. So again, just check in with yourself and do a self-evaluation of what needs you need met. And then maybe that will prevent an unnecessary argument with somebody that's close to you. Or an unnecessary thing that you eat because you're trying to fill a void or something like if you do work behind a desk and you need human connection, are you going to your phone for that connection for, you know, for social media, you know, just be aware of how you're trying to fill those needs. Because what Jamie's talking about is we all have six needs, six, um, certainty, uncertainty, significance, connection in love, growth, and contribution. contribution. And so how do you fill those needs throughout the day? And we all have them and, and it's keeping them all in check and all in balance. That's going to allow you to be very successful because Success without fulfillment is not fulfillment. Fulfillment is when you feel filled up, when you feel abundant with connection, with um, contribution, with how you feel with yourself. It's not about money. It's about how you feel. Correct. 100%. And then the last one is honestly just making sure you get to bed on time. (laughs) I would say getting to bed on time at a decent (laughs) hour, but cutting out the distractions and things before you go to bed. Like we've gotten into the habit of not having the TV on. We've had the, gotten in the habit of dimming the lights down. We actually have the smart lights mm-hmm. where we convert them over to red to change the lighting, which changes the mood. We've gotten into listening to like Tony Robbins, a relationship builder. We read books. We'll do things like that versus watching TV that could have a bad message or an aggressive message. And I'd be honest with you, even when it's funny, that you start laughing and then dopamine and it kicks up and now you're wide awake in because you're having fun. You actually just touched on something that came to my mind. And the reason why we do the red lights is because being someone that was diagnosed with ADD, I take that diagnosis away from myself because I've now been off of Adderall for a year. Even when I tried it this past year, again, it, it never actually did what I thought it would do. And I realized it was my yeah. rituals got me what I needed. And I think it's because we're in such a dopamine crazy. Like we all need dopamine. It's a neurotransmitter. It's a very addictive neurotransmitter. It's what's released in high amounts when we do cocaine and eat a lot of sugar. And that's why they're very addictive. But 
blue light from the computer screen, from the TV, they all deprive our brain of dopamine. So what you told me the other day was the plunge allows you to have a huge rush of dopamine. So we really tried to, we didn't even know that we were doing it, but we're biohacking in a way. Now I knew with the smart lights what we were doing, but you want dopamine at a certain time and you want to decrease it at a certain time. So like by having low lying light and getting rid of blue light later in the ap- in the afternoon and evening allows you to go to bed and have a deeper night's sleep. And when you're rested, everything is better. We all know what it feels like to be tired. Your patience is non-existent. Right. So making sure that you sleep, making sure that you have a good bedtime ritual is really important. And since you brought that up, the study that I had read about that was saying that Cocaine usage like that is like a 20 to 30 minute dopamine high, mm-hmm. whereas with a cold plunge is two and a half to three hours. Yeah. All right. Those are some of our favorite rituals and why we do them. And hopefully they'll help you with reaching your goals in 2024, helping you stay consistent with your goals, helping you not fall off your goals. And when you do, or if you do, you have a way to get back on track. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Younger by the Minute in 2024. I'm Jamie Spicer checking out. I'm Jennifer Spicer. Oh, yeah.